Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the heroes met Lady Fallingwater and the legendary raider known as Redthorn. They clashed with soldiers led by a brutish man named Larchwood. They saved a young boy from imminent death, and Lady Fallingwater implored the party to follow Larchwood after he escaped into the night. Will the heroes catch him? Find out now. back everybody thank you thank you Yay. it's been a long week it has been a long week i'm glad we could uh, meet again and uh everyone survived their first uh, encounter last week which is you know always a plus hate to kill people on the first day but you guys handled yourselves really well learned a little bit more about uh where you're at and some of the people that uh, you'll be interacting with as this adventure continues forward and uh last time we didn't cover this because we were kind of uh running short on time but i'm assuming that you looted the bodies that you left in your wake no, my hand might have it. slipped in a pocket or two <laughs> okay it didn't occur to cole show he was pretty focused yeah you you were pretty intense you're a tense guy yeah i yeah. can be mm-hmm. uh, i i like it um and i think it's a totally appropriate for the the situation that ran into last week um so we have uh you know gold to give out as you were rummaging through and you know i'll say that some of you were more interested in looting than others um and so you guys can decide how you want to split this up um but there are 12 gold pieces uh various denominations but roughly adds up to 12 12 total. total yep total and you found another two cure light wound potions. Sweet. That's useful. Any notes or anything that was outside the weapons or the armor they were wearing? Uh, nothing. No. Okay. Um, they had spears, um, leather armor. Uh, I don't know if it's anything you guys would be interested in. Nah. No. Okay. So the gold was found by both of us or do we yeah. want to just quarter this when we have a chance to sit down and do it? That doesn't seem like something I would do. <laughs> okay. I would say you, the I'll, two of you, since you were the most interested and yeah. it doesn't really fit with Thora or Cull show right now, the two of you found the gold. We'll say it's six, six, six and, yeah, a piece. Okay. Um, and you each found uh, a potion. Um, so that brings your total up to three Alaron potions that you can That's dole right. out or keep for yourself or sell on uh, uh, any place you feel like. Um, And uh, we'll uh, carry on from there. So you have some gold, some of you do. And last time you were riding off into the uh, darkness, following this very easy to find, easily seen trail um, because the the ground is kind of soft. Um, It was a cold night. 
but there was kind of a mist, a cool mist in the air. And uh, Larchwood and whoever was with Larchwood rode off in a hurry and tore up the uh, uh, turf quite a bit as they rode off. So it's you have to go slow because it is uh, rugged land and it is dark, but you're able to follow the trail without, you know, I'm not going to make you roll for that or anything because it's pretty obvious. Uh, Lady Falling Water, we met, uh, who was posing as a beggar, um, urged you to uh, go after Larchwood to find out what his intentions were. Um, she came back to her senses uh, at the end of last last time um, when she found out from Redthorn that the queen still lives. Um, and that's all you really know. And you heard heard the name, the queen's name, Delthea. And uh, she is in Old Home, which you probably know, uh, especially Bjorn and Aleron know that it's uh, north of where you are, uh, practically on the other side of the uh, kingdom, and that her the queen's armies are gathering there. So there's obviously some kind of mm-hmm. uh, dissension. You know, not everyone's on board with... Um, the Duke of Scornsby taking control of the kingdom and his henchmen are out doing what they do and they warn the town to treat the new soldiers that will be coming to garrison the Overlook Fortress, treat them well. Um, he was a bit rude. He was a bit rude. He rude. Yeah, he's not a not a nice, nice person. And uh, Falling Water, you know, warned you uh, that he is... He's a brute, but a deadly brute. Um, so you'll have to take care. And she was worried, you know, getting getting people uh, in, mixed up in this business. Um, but she saw that you guys were capable and quite uh, uh, made quite a show, uh, show of yourselves at this uh, during this battle. And uh, you know, she thought that you could be useful while she had Redthorn organized the townsfolk and go and get the rest of his men who were presumably camped somewhere outside of town. So that's where we're at. And um, you guys are riding off into the dark now. Uh, do you have anything to chit-chat about? It's, like I said, a couple miles out of town. Well, Cool Show will be taking the lead, scanning the ground, riding slowly, just making sure there's no potholes or anything that could injure the horses. Are we like in a forest area or kind of uh... uh lightly forested? Okay. I would have a very feel good feel about this area then. I think so, yeah. So while I'm riding, I'll kind of glance back over my shoulder and say I appreciate all of you good joining me in this revenge that we must take upon this large wood. Uh, but I must ask, I meant I'm friends with this family and this child, uh, Thurston. He's a good kid, but why why have you all come? I, I feel like that we've scarcely met. Why, what is your interest in this night? I've got it from here. I'll avenge and take care of Larchwood. There's no need for you to put your lives on the line. Yeah, you look like a big fella. I'm not worried about uh, you not being able to hold your own, but, you know, I mean, I like the adventure and the excitement and... Uh, those guys didn't look like they were real mean. You see what they did to the boy? Oh, I saw. Yeah. That's... And he will pay dearly for that. Those kind of people can't be here. That's no good. 
It is definitely no good. And plus, I mean, if there's a little gold, oh, well, I'm going to turn my, my eyes away from that. I mean, plus, her pretty eyes. I mean, she's easy your eyes. And she's, Lady yeah. Lady Falling uh, Fallingwater? Oh, yeah, yeah. She seemed uh, very, very kind. She was real nice. And and troubled. And like she, she needed some help. I'm sure there is much gratitude to be gained by aiding her. Gratitude is almost as good a currency as, well, currency. Yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with the politics. I have little interest in it. This changing of kings and power. It's not something that I pay attention to. What do we know, or do who who knows anything about this falling water person? Um, so Alaron would know since he is from uh, the the town that falling water the falling water family uh, oversees. They're not a powerful family, but they're a noble family nonetheless. And they would be considered uh, one of the original fifteen families that came across the sea and conquered this land um and uh you know so they they're they're powerful they're connected uh you know an older family uh, and they have a lot of pull in the kingdom very well known but definitely they're they're a little more generous with their gold and you know take care of their people in their town a little bit more so if there's anyone that's that's actually worthy of you know the respect um, that, you know, the nobility wants. Um, it's probably the Falling Water family. I'm going to keep my head on a swivel and look for any kind of any creatures that might like horse meat. That's a good idea. Or halfling meat. Mm-hmm. So riding along, again, no problems with the trail. Um, some time passes. Do you guys have any more to, to chat about on the way? So what are we going to do with... Larchwood, when we find him. I'm going to put my sword through his ribcage. Is that what the lady asked of us? Uh, I'm thinking that it's maybe the only way we can uh, solve this problem. Well, I mean, she wanted information as far as where he was going, and we'll provide that, and perhaps his head, if she desires that too. Okay. What if there are others when... We arrive. Well, if they choose to resist us, then so be it. I've got more than one arrow, you know. (laughs) I have one sword, but so far it's all I've needed. I've seen that. Well, we'll see what they throw at us, and uh, if it's too much, we can always leave. If they have overwhelming numbers, I'm not a fool. We can perhaps use tactics. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, well, you ride along a little bit more, and uh, you start to uh, uh, realize you're you're close to this cliff face, um, this sheer rock wall that goes up thousands of feet into the air and eventually turns into this overlook tower, this fortification at the top of this mountain. Um, and you ride uh, ride up. And it really looks like he's making a uh, beeline right for the this, you know, cliff face. And you get there and you look up and you see a, a light 
and there's a there's a light on the side of the mountain and you have to stare and those of you with you know dark vision probably have a little have this a little easier but you can see that there's some kind of contraption a lift or an elevator that uh, goes up the side of this mountain and on it uh, appear to be a couple of lit torches and there's uh, you know a group of men uh, along with horses standing on this platform Mm -hmm. and they're slowly working their way up the side of the mountain and if you look really closely you're pretty sure that the you can make out the giant mulleted head of larchwood it's one of the men on the on this platform can anybody see how high up are they uh at this point they're probably about 500 feet or so oh oh (laughs) i'll look to the elf what do you see I see a lift. There's men on it. They're being raised up to the keep, I assume. Let's see if we can find a way to get to the rope. Well, um, humanoids, I like to track them, you know, and I know them pretty well. So uh, I could make some survival checks and we could maybe find out uh, how they got there. Okay. Roll them up. Mm. So that's a 24 for survival. I'm going to get down off the horse. Okay. I need some help there, Dora, if that's okay. A little step ladder. Yep, and just slide down and uh, check the tracks out and kind of take a look around and stick my finger in the horse track. And Oh, it's not a horse track. It's not a horse track? No. <laughs> okay. So you uh, you can you can see that there's some sort of contraption when you get down. Um, and you can, you can actually hear this platform. Um, uh, making its way, uh, or you know, there's some some mechanism at work here that's helping this platform raise up the side, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like there's anything that you can affect. There's from nothing below. down here. No rope. No, not that framework. you can see. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Okay. So there's so there's nobody at the base. They just got on this lift. And it's being cranked up from above? Yeah. It looks like it's kind of carved into uh, what holds it on the mountain. looks like it's carved into the mountainside itself. But there's nothing below that you can that you can affect, really. Um, there must be some kind of signal apparatus uh, mm-hmm. on the lift itself that um, lets the people up above uh, know that there's someone below that needs to, needs a ride up. Um, so does anyone have any climbing gear? I've got a rope, but you know, I'm no grappling. Not 500 no feet of rope, I'm no. assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would cover my body in multiple times. So looking, you said this like 500 feet up. Like how tall is this? A, yeah, how much? What farther? are we looking at here? Are we at the side of a mountain? Yeah, you're on the side of a mountain. So it's, it's kind of strange because it's like a, a mountain just like was ended just cut off in the sheer cliff but the top part is sort of looks like it's carved or rises out of the top of the mountain and it's in the shape of a a large tower and this um uh you know there are some nooks and crannies you know obviously uh it's not completely smooth but in this spot it looks like it was worked with uh you know uh, tools to make it more smooth for this lift 
contraption to, you know, safely ride up the side. Of are, the are there model. little holes? I mean, is it like cogs that are gripping into the rock face to lift it up or? Uh, based on what you hear, you assume it has, you know, chains or rope or something. Mm-hmm. You hear some kind of uh, stretching and, you know, some clanging occasionally, you know, it's echoing down the face of the, of the cliff. So, I mean, so do I know what this is? Like what's at the top where we're at? Yeah. Yeah. This is the overlook for the end that you were in. This is kind of what the so town's over for. So that Ford or whatever is at the, that's, at the top. That's mm-hmm. at the top. Yeah. That's at the top. So how high up is this Ford? It's probably about nine or 10,000 feet. So they're, it's, it's like a a legit mountain um, that rises above the. We're not claiming of that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, no, I'm not claiming that. So this contraption comes down. Does it stay at the bottom or stay at the top? Uh, I guess that's, you know, you would guess that it's probably depends on the decisions of someone at the top. Well, this can't be the only way to this fort. I mean, is there another way around, another road, or? Um, why don't you roll and see if you would know that? It might be a little. Um, what am I rolling? History. That's uh, a gentleman seven. Ooh. So, uh, as far as you know, um, I mean, you knew the overlook was there, but you haven't been in town long enough to really you know know all of the ways into it or you assume there might be a road but you don't really know how people get to the to the fortress itself but as you guys are sitting there you know kind of puzzling over this you hear hoofbeats Uh, someone is approaching your position at a high rate of speed on horseback and you can hear it it's kind of echoing off the cliff face right now i wheel my horse to face the direction okay and draw my sword looks like it's coming from the direction that you came from what kind of cover do we have around us uh there are some trees uh you know farther off to your your right um but it's mostly cleared out Mm -hmm. um maybe intentionally Mm. I, I mean, how far are they? Uh, you can't tell. The weird echoing is kind of throwing throwing you off a little bit, but they're they're getting closer quickly. Well, I'm going to move my horse over towards the trees, try to gain a little bit of cover. Okay, so you do that, and you're you're probably if you do that, you'll be you know forty feet away from the rest of the party. Okay, I'll nudge my horse out in front of the rest of the rest of them, and just. Be at with ready. Okay. Perhaps we shouldn't try to attack them right away. <laughs> Let's see what they like. Thor. Everyone deserves the opportunity for dialogue. Perhaps Redthorn has come to assist us. So maybe put your sword away. We don't know that they've come to be friendly. We don't know that they don't. All good points. Um. So as you're uh, as you're talking. Uh, the horse approach approaches and uh, you can see the, the figure on the back of the horse is not overly large. Um, and they're still riding full speed 
directly for you, Cull Show. Um, and uh, where are we in that position? Are you just right behind him? Y- yeah, I'll okay. be thinking about moving in front of the scary barbarian. Okay. I'll shout out, who goes there? Okay. You Slow hear, your approach. You hear a, you hear a voice. Call show? Is that you? Yes, it is I. Is that Luggy? Uh, uh, as the person approaches, uh, you can see Call show probably makes it out uh, first, even though he does not have dark vision. Uh, but he, he recognizes it, uh, this person, as Brenna Offnum. Um, the daughter of his employer. So somebody needs to report this family. These kids are up to no good. Girl, what are you doing out here? It is dangerous. Uh, so she rides up alongside of you, um, kind of rears up her horse, and she, you know, she, she's like, I came, I came to hurt that man for what he did to Turston. Turston almost died. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him, Kulsho. And she pulls out a little dagger uh, from her, you know, dress somewhere in the folds of her dress. And she shows you, you can see it kind of glinting in the, you know, light. So Thora will, will ride up and, and inter- intervene between the crazy barbarian and this girl and and say and tell her no girl put your dagger away we are here you should return home but i need i need i need to show him that he can't treat people like that that is why we are here you return home yes brenna i admire your spirit and i appreciate your intent i think though that you have some training to do before you can enact vengeance on your own can, you can help me, Kulsho. You can help me. You can help me get him. I I will get him for you on this time. Perhaps in the future I will assist you in some bloody vengeance. But for now, return home where it is safe. Well, at, at least, uh, do you know where he went? Uh, thus far, no. It looks like they've gone up. Ah, oh, the lift. Ah, oh, yes, he... He's up there. He's going to be up there soon. I can see the light. I can just barely see he's on the lift. Ah, um, well, I don't know what to do. You Um, have some very good vision. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she's, uh, she's debating, you know, uh, she looks pensive, you know, maybe a little hesitant, like she doesn't want to say something, um, but she's definitely uh, the the gears are uh, spinning in her head. All of a sudden, she's like, "I, I, I might know of another way into the mountain." Well, that would be real helpful. Yes, yeah, speak up, girl. Hi, quickly. I'm I'm not sure though. I'm just it's just something strange that happened a few weeks ago, and I I don't know what to make of it. And you, you must promise me not to tell mother and father. Please, please promise me, Kulsho. I'm going to ride up and listen into this. I will not tell them other than if you don't go home straight away after this. Well, I, can't, I can't be worrying about protecting you while I'm battling these men. Okay, okay, it's, it's, a, it's a deal. Thank you. Um... Mother and father would be furious if they do. <laughs> um, but, I mean, everybody does it. You need um, to tell us. It's okay. I mean, I I can try to persuade. I mean, we can maybe try to persuade her to tell us. Okay. Hi. My name is Bjorn. What's your name? 
I'm Brenna. Hi, Brenna. Um, well, there's a... You need to tell us so we can help us all out so we can finish this for you. Yes, yes. Um, there's a there's a cave uh, and a waterfall um, just to the west of here. And, well, the kids, uh, you know, it's they call it the kissing cave. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was there with... Um, you know, uh, Waldo and, uh, and well, we were going to the cave, you know, to do what people do in the cave. And, and, um, but when we got there, I, I saw these strange men and they were going into the cave. And I thought that's, that's odd, you know, a couple of grown men, uh, going into the, you know, the kissing cave. And so we waited outside and, and finally it was, you know, starting to get dark. And so, we decided to go in and, and see, you know, what these men were up to. And, and so we snuck into the cave and there was no one there. They were gone, like mm. disappeared. And we waited outside for a while longer and, and no one ever came out. And I, I have to imagine that there's some other way that, that goes in. And there's just a strange wall of stone at the end. And, I, there must be something more to it because they can't just disappear, can they, Colshell? Well, I do not know about that. There's magics in this world that are very strange, but we will check this out. I, I, I can lead you there. I can lead you there. I'll, I'll take you there now. Follow me. Flap. Let's follow her. Let's okay. go. So she rides off to the west. You kind of make your way through the little uh, stand of trees that Aleron had... Uh, been uh, hiding for a while and uh, you make your way and you start to hear the sounds of a waterfall and it sounds like a sizable volume of water falling down and splashing into some pool and she leads you up there and you can't quite make it out until you get pretty close but there definitely is some kind of ledge that goes in that kind of hugs the the cliff face and goes in and disappears behind the waterfall itself. Okay, I can maybe try to nimbly get up there. And uh, so do I notice any tracks? And kind of, tra- I mean, I don't know how often this kissing cave is used. Probably too often. Yeah. Yeah. But I could, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tracking some humans here, yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right. So what what do I get a, a, on the ledge there? I'll um, jump down from the horse and kind of. You don't, you don't see a lot. I mean, it's mostly stone. Um, so you don't see a lot of, uh, a lot of signs of any mm-hmm. recent usage, but you know, it definitely looks worn. Like, you know, people have traveled this way, you know, over long period of time. Um, but, uh, no, nothing that you can tell is recent. Okay. Well, it's a bit dark in there. I can't see what's in there. I'm guessing it's dark, like pitch black or mm-hmm. so I'm going to need some help or I can light a torch. Okay. I have some torches also. Okay. So I'll so, strike my torch. Uh, Brenna, you need to go home now. It, I, I'll do that. Um, please, please, you know, for Turston, Kulshow, show Larchwood that he can't can't hurt my brother. And I'll let the nice lady and Redthorn know um, where you went. We have it. We will take it from here. Thank you, Kulshow. Thank and you all. Waldo? Really? I'm I'm gonna dismount. And, she just uh, shrugs. <laughs> I'm gonna dismount and give her my horse, and as I'm helping her mount up, I'm gonna say, Brenna, 
when I come back through town, come and talk to me. The teachings of Ilo are well suited to vengeance. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. She's going to look at you uh, maybe a little fearfully, but uh, she'll she'll just nod and uh, start to start to ride off. I'm going to call out to her and say, maybe find a different place for the kissing. <laughs> Good call. Um, so you guys, uh, she rides off and you can hear hear the horses. Uh, she's is she leading all the horses back or just just yours? Just mine. OK. So you're going to be horseless. I'll ride with you. Didn't she come with a horse? She came she in on a horse. Oh, she did. Okay. She did, yeah. Then no, I don't need to give her my horse. Okay. So we'll say that uh, you helped her back um, to her horse and you still have your three horses. Um, we'll she, probably tether the horses nearby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you find a nice spot. There are some scrubby little trees that uh, border this uh, pond where the waterfall crashes into um, so you're able to, you know, tie up the horses and, you know, even in a nice spot where they can get to the water or, you know, eat some, eat some of the you know leaves and stuff on these, these bushes if they need to. I'll light a torch. Okay. So you light a torch and you, um, are on the ledge and, uh, it's fairly wide. Uh, nothing dangerous uh, and it's not high off the ground or anything there's a nice slope right up to it um and it uh it's uh you know uh, nothing dangerous about it just the noise you can't really hear uh each other um you know your uh, new halfling friend here seems to have some ability to speak you know directly to your mind but uh other than that you know you'd really have to shout because the waterfall is really loud um it's a cold draft up a kilt you know <laughs> i bet um, so this is the ledge goes behind the water uh goes behind the water uh you're going forward do you have any marching order here or i just start going okay i assume they follow me call shows oh. just charging in i'll be careful to not slip and fall okay like it's not that treacherous. I mean, it's wet, but it's broad enough and flat enough that um, nothing really, you know, too terrible uh, to deal with. But you start marching in. Um, what are the rest of you doing? Thora follows. Okay. I'll go after Thora. I'll go last. Last. Okay. So you start marching in and right away you see that, um, you know, the kind of natural stone gives away. Um, it's still extremely loud because now the, the waterfall is right behind you. Um, and it's misty, damp, obviously, um, puddles of water pooling on the stone, but you can tell that, uh, this entrance now is, has been worked by, you know, uh, tools, uh, human hands or some other hands have, you know, uh, made it wider and it looks like it just extends directly into the face of the mountain this uh, looks like a terrible place for kissing <laughs> i don't it's uh yeah they gotta go where you know parents parents can't find them i guess but it's not saying something if you like it dark to kiss somebody you know yeah yeah darkness helps especially with waldo i hear um Koshal shakes his head and <laughs> cautiously moves forward into the cave okay holding his torch alight brandishing his sword 
So you uh, you continue into the side of the cave and it runs straight back and you know now for sure that it's it's not completely natural that somebody has made this or widened it at least. You get back there and uh, just like Brenna described, there's this flat stone wall and it just stops. Um, you're probably about 100 yards into the mountain now. That's pretty far. Yeah, it just runs straight in, ends at a stone wall. I'm going to check for any kind of Let's go ahead and inspect that. that. I would, is the ground stone or is it mud? <clears throat> or is uh, what's that? Is the ground, is it stone or is it mud? Uh, it is stone, but uh, why don't you roll perception? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to start searching the wall for any openings. Yeah. Uh, 24. 24, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, you see... That in this spot, uh, what you know is mostly stone. Um, uh, that there's some some mud, you know, that doesn't seem to belong here. Like mm-hmm. it's been tracked in. Now you're not sure if it's you know kids coming back here to make out or if it's something else. But there appears to be quite a bit of is it. There like feet. I can see shoe or boot prints. Mm-hmm. Are these boot prints of children or they boot prints of adults? Uh, they look. A little large to be children. Okay. I think it has know. something over here, guys. Okay, yeah. so put the torch over where he's pointing. Okay. So you you all can see, you know, this mud and a couple of, you know, what appear to be, you know, muddy footprints um on the stone. So I'm gonna kind of check around for any kind of is there any drafts that I feel are coming out of the stone? No, it looks it looks like it's you know just part of the mountain like it just ends gonna look up gonna look up and what did you get what did you roll again 24 can you someone uh, someone torch look up. up where you're like, torch up I can't see up yeah torch up okay do you need a boost I it's not I just can't see in the dark very well right now so okay a boost was I'm always okay with a boost uh, you know <laughs> it's my whole life I've been asked if I want a boost so you uh you get boosted and you think you see something um uh, it appears to be some kind of uh, script, uh, runes or something chiseled into this stone. Do I recognize the written language? Does anyone know Dwarven? I do because of my Dwarvish. My, uh, I, I, have, I know Dwarf. I know Ansel. I know dwarf. a Dwarf. Some yeah. of my best friends are Dwarf. He swore to me in Dwarf all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I, if it's swearing, then I know it very well. Okay. Uh, it's not swearing. Oh. Um, it, uh, it appears to be some older sort of uh, dwarven script that you're not quite as familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, since you hung around with your, your mentor Ansel quite mm-hmm. a bit, who was a dwarf, um, you probably would still be able to decipher it. And you roughly think it says something like... Um, even in the darkest times, the light may blind. Um, something like that. I'm going to translate it to everybody. This is what I think it says. So what do you think? I think we should put out the torch. Agreed. It's a good idea. Okay. So you put out the torch, torches? I, I guess so. Then that will leave us in the darkness. I oh, can we'll see. we some friends who can see. Okay. So you, you put out the torches. And you're just kind of standing there, feeling a little stupid, you know, standing in the dark, you know, maybe 
you know, you're thinking you should be making out with someone. I don't know. No, I feel fine. Thank you. No, I'm going to be looking around carefully to okay. see if anything's moving. So a little bit of time passes in you and you start to see that below that script, uh, you're still kind of looking in the mm-hmm. same spot. Oh, yeah, my eyes are on. Um, you see uh, kind of a glowing set of, of runes. And uh, these, something about speak, speak the builder's name and enter. Hmm. So I'm going to translate that to them. Say do you see that glowing thing? I see it. It says, speak the creator's name. Do you know who would have made these? Any ideas? I'm guessing a dwarf. Well, yeah, but I would I imagine that, is there a name around it? Uh, no name Signed around it. Signed by? <laughs> Signed by. Uh, no, none of that. Okay. Cool Banksy. show. Cool show. How old is the keep? Do I know? You could roll history. That would be an 18. 18. So you know that it has been here for hundreds of years. I, I guess I've heard hundreds of years. Do you know who built it? I'm not sure. Let me think. Um, Aleron, actually, why don't you... Roll a religion check. I'm going to say, just say the word dwarves. <laughs> it's a nice try, oh. but no, nothing happens. So nat 20, so that's a 25. Wow. So you know that, uh, you know, the main, one of the main uh, dwarf gods, um, they refer to him as the builder. Um, and his name is Durgan. Okay. Then I'll say the name Durgan. Okay, you say the name Durgan, and the the runes, the glowing runes, uh, disappear, uh, and you're in total blackness. But now you hear this sound, this grating, and this rumbling. Uh, it's like the whole cavern is shaking. Um, is it more in front of us or above us? It's kind of all around. Okay. Um, uh, but you know, nothing's falling. It's not like caving in or anything. I'm still gonna back up. I'm uh, frantically trying to relight the torch. Okay, so those of you that that have dark vision, you can you can see that you know there's like a difference in the light. You can start to see that this wall is now receding into the floor, like it's just sliding down slowly, rumbling into the floor. I reach over and and take Kulsho's hand and tell him it's okay. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate that, and perhaps we can kiss later. But, uh... <laughs> Goat lady. Uh, um, He's no Waldo, I hear, though. Yeah, no Waldo. Um, so you uh, you get the torch relit, um, and you, you kind of feel this, you know, it sputters a little bit because there's this sudden kind of rush of different air, you know, that comes through. Um, but now you can, you can see, and you are in a, uh, uh, there's a fairly large space that opens up, uh, in front of you and I will put it on the map. The map is happening. Right. So it's light now. Yep. Okay. Oh, is it light? I don't know. 
Well, well Cole show. Yeah. He lit torch. the torch. Yeah, I have a torch. Yeah, he did light a torch. So <sighs> That ruins my dark vision every time. I don't know why you have to turn on the darn. But your dark vision does not help me. I don't care. <laughs> um, so you can adjust the, the marching order uh, if you want. Um, but uh, from what you can see, uh, you can see some columns um, that soar up into the towards the ceiling of this very large uh, obviously uh, you know dwarf made room and um, over to your right you still hear kind of the, the grumbling of, of something and you see some sort of mechanism um, if anyone wanted to inspect it I could tell you more about it but you just know off the bat that it probably has something to do with the the stone wall that just went into the floor. I silently um, admire the dwarven craftsmanship and don't care that much. Okay, well, that's good. Um, it's pretty boring anyway. But uh, so you're in this in this space. Um, and is, it, is there footprints in front of us? Then some muddy footprints. Yes, you can see the muddy footprints continue in and mm-hmm. seem to be a trail that. Just kind of leads straight forward. Is there any other illumination in this room? Uh, no, there are uh, braziers uh, spaced kind of equally throughout the room that uh, you know don't look like they've been used in quite a while. A uh, few of them have some, um, you know, like pieces of charcoal and burnt wood and stuff in them, but uh, uh, nothing glowing or nothing currently smoking or on fire or anything. So I'm gonna ask Kalshad. Do you show? I'm gonna show on the tracks. You wanna help me out there, big guy? You what wanna, do you want me torch? to do? Just uh, you got your torch there. Sure. Just, How can I crouch and pass the torch over the t- tracks? Okay. So you you can see, yeah, the the tracks just run run straight forward. There are columns uh, on either side of you, and um. You know, and the tracks run pretty much straight from this doorway straight through this room into the into the dark, as far as you guys can see. You want to follow the tracks? Can we hear anything? Uh, you can't, other than a little bit of you know, like uh, you know, running water. Okay. Um, but it's pretty quiet. Yeah, I will um, cautiously move forward, okay. following after the tracks. So you move forward. Um, and you can you can see that there are some doors on either side. You guys following us? Yes, yep. follow. And um, so you have doors to the left and to the right. Uh, more columns ahead. We're the gonna, tracks lead ahead. We're yep. going to follow the tracks straight on. Okay. So you continue on. You see uh, another set of doors, left and right. Um, as you move forward, the, the sound of the water, you know, seems a little bit louder here. Um, and you eventually will get up to a broad set of stairs. Um, and then to your left and right, you can see a couple of odd things. Um, when you get close to these stairs, you'll see, um, uh, what looks to be a, an old forge that's kind of built into the wall. 
Um, and to the right seems to be kind of like a large, very sturdy looking work table of some sort. And then there are some metal grates uh, on the floor. And, um, you know, that's sounds like that's where the running water's sound is coming from. And from there, the grates in the floor? Yeah. Okay. And there are a couple of fountains there too that, you know, looks like there's just some water dripping into them, but nothing, nothing running. So what next? So you said there's like a work table with... Is there stuff on it? Uh, no stuff on it. It just looks very sturdy, um, very durable. That's probably why it's one of the few things still still in this room. And the tracks just go... Up uh, up the stairs. Nothing and there's a, you know, a double door at the top of the stairs that also looks very What's very over sturdy. to the left there? like a forge that's the forge yeah okay yep off to the left you have the forge off to the right is the work table but none of this looks like it's been disturbed or used lately uh the footprints definitely are fairly recent i mean the the mud is not something that's been there very long but they're walking straight through they're not stopping to right okay they're not pausing you don't see any signs of them hanging out or any footprints meandering they're just Straight through. Straight through. Okay. Then I suggest we follow. I will climb the stairs to the door. Okay. So you get up to the door. Uh, the, so you're going to open the door or you're just going to get to the door? Just going to get oh, up to the door. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to stand at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Not actually on the stairs. Back, yeah. I get you. I'm yeah. going to yeah. check. I'll go up to there and I'll check for, for the, the inevitable trap. trap. Yeah. Yes. Is that okay. good or you want to be? Move me back about 10 feet from Thora. That's, That's good. good. Okay. So, so you're checking for traps? Traps. Yep. So that's going to be a 18. Okay. You uh, don't notice anything. Okay. Um, the door just looks like a very sturdy double door, iron banding on it, uh, some spots of rust. Uh, and it, it also appears to be uh, barred from the other side. Um. Barred in the way that we could slip something through and lift it up, or like it is tight, or uh, a big dude can run into it a couple of times. Yeah, it's it's pretty tight. Uh, you maybe could, you know, with a lot of work, get a sword through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the bar on the other side looks pretty substantial, so you're not sure if you could even nudge it. You know, with the amount of leverage you'd be able to get. I mean, it's a big set of doors. And the doors are wood. Mm-hmm. The doors, are, the doors are wood? Yeah. Shall I burn the doors? Well, why not? To make it a little bit easier, right? It could be a large, dangerous fire in here. What else is going to catch on fire? Go ahead and burn the, the doors, girl. I very excitedly um, gesture to the doors and say, burn. Okay. So you uh, start the doors and I don't know what that, what that should look like. It creates a bonfire um, in a five foot cube. Okay. And uh, so the doors, uh, the fire is going and the doors and, 
you know, they're substantial enough that you can tell that it might take a while for they for them to catch and for it to burn all the way through. But um, your fire have, is must blazing. have come in very handy on the farm, huh? Oh, I uh, bet. Great for cooking goat. <laughs> or clearing brush or smoking meats. Lots of things. Yeah. Uh, how long can you make this fire? Well, um, it just goes for a minute and then I, I can do it again. Okay. So you are uh, burning away at this door and you can see there's, you know, scorch marks on it and it's starting to glow in spots. Mm. Um, and you can, you can tell that, you know, maybe another round of your spell, you know, might set it ablaze on its own so you wouldn't need your spell anymore um but it's a it's a pretty substantial door it's kind of a you know a damp environment so it's going to take a little bit of work you are more than just a simple farm girl no not really (laughs) um okay so are you going to cast your spell again to try to burn the door yeah we saw it glow yeah not like like a magical glow like an amber type glow like burning wood like woods on fire mm-hmm. well i'm waiting for that i'm gonna go over to one of the the i'm gonna ask uh cool show if i can have can i borrow your torch here that's yes, yes. an extra large one isn't it <laughs> so i'm gonna drag it i just want to look down the grates to the while we're waiting for her. okay so uh you go and you look and it, it looks like um there's some water running through the grates pretty high rate of speed hmm. like there's some channel that has which been way built is it in. running um towards the door or away from it towards the entrance okay to this room the same gate does the same thing uh what's that the other gate is the same way oh the other great yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. so it looks like you know it kind of serves multiple purposes it's a mm-hmm. it's a place where you know the overflow from these fountains maybe could fall into so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of you know water sitting around and then, you know, if you were to have looked at those, that lovely mechanism at the beginning, uh, it's kind of water powered. So that's why it's, you know, able to raise this stone slab. But nobody cares. Nobody no. cares about dwarven craftsmanship anymore. Yes. So while she's burning down the door, I'm going to light <laughs> a second torch from her bonfire. And I'd like to go check out one of these side doors. Okay. Which one? Uh, just say the first one on the right from where we're at. Okay. On your right? My right. Well, my right from me looking at the screen. So you're at the door. Um, it's closed. And it uh, looks like a, you know, a sturdy door. Not quite as sturdy as the, the doors at the top of the steps, but... Um, is there a handle? Uh, there is a handle. I will open it up. Okay. So it opens up. And swings open, makes kind of a, you know, squeaky noise like it hasn't been oiled and it's kind of rusty, but you're able to easily push it open. What is beyond this door? Um, you bring them into the into that room. Uh, you can see lots of scraps of wood. Uh, some of them are vaguely in the shape of maybe like a bed frame or bunks maybe they were bunks once upon a time uh there's some scraps of cloth over in the corner kind of uh, mildewy and you know rotting um but uh 
Best guess is this was some kind of barracks once upon a time. Is there any other way out? Uh, no, uh, not that you can see. I will uh, just wander around the room with my torch, just doing a quick search for... Okay, do you want to roll like perception? I would love to roll a perception. Awesome. That is going to be a 15. 15? No, a, I'm sorry. I have two more bonus. That's a 17. 17. Great. Um, so you make your way around the room and uh, you don't really see anything. Uh, just appears to be a large room that once upon a time had a lot of bunks, um, you know, and uh, looks like things have fallen apart. Maybe some of them look like someone you know, took them apart, you know, ripping pieces of the wood off. Um, so it's not just like they got so old that they collapsed under their own weight or rotted away. It looks like maybe someone went through here once upon a time and you know, tore some of this up. So quickly getting bored, I'll wander back out to check on the progress of what the other people are doing. Okay. So the fire is uh, still going. Uh, it's on its, you know, on its own now, the wood caught and is burning, but it's a very thick door, uh, so it's going to take some time. Hmm. What are Bjorn and Aluren doing? I'm just, uh, I'm looking through the gate, the grates, and I just kind of mentioned, oh, there's water down here. It looks like it's uh, moving water. I'm going to wander over to the door opposite from where Cole's show was. Okay. Open that up if I can. So you are able to do that. And you immediately set off a spiky ball trap. Sweet. And <laughs> I am sorry, <laughs> but you just took six points of damage. Wow. Well, then I'm at zero is what that means. Oh, oh no. There's no save or anything for that? Uh, I don't think so, no. Just a dexterity saving throw. If you... I, I would... I would, uh, I mean... You, How quickly can he notice it's a trap? Yeah, I mean, he didn't check or pause. Or <laughs> just nope, just went over the door. Threw the yeah. door open. Um, so I'll say no this time. So you are you suddenly, you know, yell out. And yeah, you're, I'm going to come over the commotion there. And like, what the heck's going on here? Y'all run over there. Okay, so y'all run over. He's down. Are you unconscious? I'm at zero, so I'm not unconscious, am I? That looks painful. <laughs> I'm going to pull the spiky ball out of wherever it hit. And I don't really want to ask. Yeah, don't ask. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, fish out one of my potions mm-hmm. of healing. Okay. So you uh, you get out a potion. You're going to down the potion. You betcha. Awesome. Are you stepping back out of that? What's that? You're going to tear yourself from the trap, Spikes. Oh, I already okay. pulled the spiky yep, ball out. That. So... Let me go take a look at the the trap there and see if I can figure it out and to try to disengage it. Well, I think it's already been set off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, disengaged in his gut. Whose blood is this? <laughs> it's like someone uh, who didn't check a trap. Yeah. Okay. okay. You're looking at it and it, it looks to be very crude. Uh, it looks like uh, kind of some bits of cloth and appears to be tar, but they're like pieces of metal, rusty metal and and spikes and you know some other things you know shards of stuff um so it's weighted and it just was a simple trap that you know when the door opened it was triggered swung down and and hit the person standing right, in the door. take doorway. a quick look for any other traps the door is still shut 
Uh, it was open. Oh, yeah. it did open. He just yeah. walked through the threshold. Yep. Well, I'm going to walk through the threshold then. Okay. Um, I've got the torch still with me. So. Awesome. You want to roll to see if you yeah, I'll, perceive anything sure. else? Well, I probably don't. Um, an eight. An eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks like, you know, just an empty room. There's a pile of stuff off in the corner. Looks like, you know, more... Kind of moldering garbage, you know, bits of wood, scraps. Well, I'm going to limp through the door, brushing off my torn bits of fabric and look around as well. Okay. And yeah, I only get an 11, so not much more perceptive. I'm going to follow them in thinking, surely this this one was trapped. There's something fun. So, Thora, you got it, right? We'll be all right back. Okay. So you go in. Are you going to roll perception as well? Nope. <laughs> you guys are terrible there's at a lot, this. There's a lot of smoke in the air from the fire. <laughs> I wonder oh. why. Yeah. Cough, cough. Huh. Um, very disappointing. So it's, it's uh, you know, the only distinctive thing in this room uh, really is this, you know, pile of, you know, wood and uh, sitting off in the corner. Um, but you do notice as you get closer to that end of the room that they're you know, definitely appears to be some, you know, it could be streaks of blood. You're not sure. Just kind of on the floor. Well, let's go over and look at that a little bit more closely then. There might be more uh, traps. Could be. Okay. Well, this time I get a 22. Okay. What did you roll? 22. For... Perception. Perception. Okay. So you don't see any traps, uh, but it's it's clear uh, that there's some, you know, dirt, stone, you know, come. I'm trying some, to follow the blood. Does it trail yeah. anywhere or? Yeah, it definitely goes off into the corner. And there's, uh, if you dig around underneath there, you'll see that there's kind of a hole dug out of the uh, uh, floor there. And um, you'd have to kick some stuff aside, but I it looks like the so. blood streaks go in there. I peer down into the hole with my dark vision. Okay. So you look down in the hole. Not gonna, and, I'm not going to get my face right up close to it. Hmm. But. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you should roll initiative. Awesome. Just him or all of us? Um, I would say all of you at this point. Between the smoke and everything else going on. Okay. And Bjorn, what'd you get? Well, I wasn't ready for this. Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aileron. Twelve. Twelve. Nice. You saw it coming. Uh, kinda. Just barely. Still distracted by pain. Okay. Ten. Ten for Cole show. <laughs> Yikes, I didn't expect and this. And Thor's in the other room. What? One? She's no, I'm in the other room. Oh, you're in the other room. She's, That's right. She's concentrating. Okay. So oh, she I is concentrating con- on I don't have thing. to concentrate on it. It just burns. It's starting to burn on its own. For a minute. It... So. But I wasn't yeah. following you into this room. Okay. I, I did roll a 16 if we want to include me because I guess I'll probably come in if I hear them yeah shouting so. shouting 
Um, I guess he did tell you to when you, watch their backs. When you hear me shouting, oh my God, it's a... It's a... What? Giant purple worm. No, I'm pretty sure no. that um, would never happen. <laughs> um, so you uh, you start to peer into this hole and you hear a sound. And it's a smell too. It smells you know really strange, not not pleasant at all. But you can see that this hole kind of drops down, opens up into a you know a smaller cavern um, off to your left, and runs aways. Uh, into the dark you can hear kind of the dripping of water but then all of a sudden you also hear um kind of huffing and puffing of a creature climbing up towards you and it's coming right at you right now okay just a quick nature roll what's that smell i got a 15 it's a mole rat yeah, you you don't recognize the smell, um, but uh, as the the creature approaches, uh, you you know what it is. It's it's a cobalt. No. Oh. So, um, and it is comes up on you, and they won the initiative. So he's going to try to hit you with a twelve. That will not hit me. All righty. So. And you can hear more scrabbling and kind of lizardy sounds, some splashes, you know, like people are suddenly stuff's moving in this little cavern. Okay. So next is uh, Cull Show with the Mighty Ten. So based well, on what, what we're looking at here on the map, uh, Alaran looks like he's on top of the hole. He is basically on top of the hole at this point. Didn't I get a 12? Don't I go? Oh, did you get a 12? Show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I had that wrong. Did you, were you in the initiative? She was 16. I'm 16. Mm-hmm. And Bjorn was last, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Elrond, your turn. You just saw some creature. So it's coming up at pop me. up. Um, is it right next to me at this point? It is right next to you. Okay. Well, um, and casting next to somebody that provokes. Yes, you could back away from the hole, but then that would be a disengage. Um, yeah, you'd have to disengage to not not provoke. I mean, I'm going to provoke either way. So, um, is there casting defensively in fifth edition? Um, not really. No. Okay. Okay. Well, in that you can case, just hold your spell. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm still gonna um, go ahead and cast, which will provoke. Okay. What are you casting? Well, it provokes. So. Oh yeah. Oh, shoot. And that hits for one point of damage. What'd you get, though? Uh, 20. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. Um, okay. So then I'm going to uh, cast Sacred Flame, although it'll be Sacred Shadow in this instance, and call the shadows to uh, bite at the kobold's flesh. So I need to do... Arranged 
spell attack, which would be a 17. That will do it. Okay. So it takes four points of damage as the shadow is bited its scaly hide. Oh, and you can hear it's uh, hissing and screeching as your shadows nip at it and uh, appears to be really hurt and surprised by that. And I will also move back away behind Colshell. Like, move me back 15 feet. Okay. So that brings up Colshell. I will step up to the hole. Step right up. I'm not on top of it. I'm assuming I can be adjacent to it and look in it. Yeah, for sure. And do I see what he saw then? Um, you, you can't see because it's pretty dark in there. Um, well, and it just drops straight down. Well, I'm still holding a torch. I've got okay. basically. I'm assuming I'm holding my shield, kind of gripping the torch. So I'm just gonna turning it in. Kind of face. Okay. Um, so you can definitely see movement down there, uh, and in here you know, some hissing and smell, smell some strangeness. So I would like to stab my sword into the strangeness. Okay. <laughs> That's what everyone likes to hear. That'll be a 13. Uh, that'll hit. For seven damage. Seven damage. So... You kind of blindly stab your thing down there, your sword down into this hole, but the creature was, you know, on its way out um, and just takes it right through the throat. And you hear this kind of choked off, you know, hiss, screech, um, and pull your sword back and, you know, it drops down. You can hear kind of a, a thud as it collapses, and it is... A good sound. A good sound for you. So... I will wait for more. Okay. So you are waiting, and that brings up um, our friend Bjorn. Well, he's, I'm just, I'm going to kind of just hold back. And that's kind of went to the reaction thing. So you can use reaction as an action for a spell. So when, like, I'm going to wait for him this turn, when he pops his head up, I'm going to shoot. Okay, so it's you're my, holding my your reaction. action, then your trigger is ahead. I'm use my reaction is that. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Does that make sense? Okay. Um. So I'm gonna ask Thora. You're outside. You're starting to hear the sounds of you know battle. What you think is battle, um, going on inside this room. What do you do? I I will I will walk into the room. Okay. So you enter the room. And. Say, what are you doing? <laughs> Everyone's standing around a hole. I'm stabbing the darkness. Yeah, we're waiting for something to come out of a hole, I guess. <laughs> and then I would just wait because I don't see anything. Okay. So you, uh, you're there and uh, you can kind of see this, this pile of stuff and Kulsho standing there and the sword's all bloody and um, Aileron and Bjorn and everyone's staring off into this corner. And... Um, then something does pop up. This is on top of a new round, right? Uh, yep. Okay. So this is a new round, and they come out, and I don't know if that would provoke or not coming I up. I think out the, of the first ground. one came out. And the way yeah. the way you did that, he moved through a threatened space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say go ahead and 
Um, Skewer the first one? Yeah. That'll be a 17. Okay. For six damage. Six damage. So first one comes out, tries to scramble past you, you know, looks up, sees you looming over this hole with your sword at the ready, tries to scramble past you, and you just, you know, laid, you know, put your sword down and, you know, chop off its head. <laughs> drops. The head goes rolling back down into the hole. Um, so that one is gone, too. And let's see. They are little lizard men. So he's gone. And the other one came up out of the hole. He sees, you know, he's like, ah, his head falls down, you know, and goes tumbling past him down into the hole. Um, but he recovers just enough to take a swipe at you. Um, and he's going to hit you. That's crazy. What? Maybe a swipe at your legs. Uh, four damage. I don't know what it is, but I, I occasionally can get a good roll when I'm fighting Mr. AC over there. Um, so he hits you, and the rest are kind of trapped in this hole, if there are any. Kolsha yeah. will grunt with some minor pain. Okay. Um, and it is now uh, Alaron's turn. Back to you. Okay. May the shadows bite. Okay, I get an 18. That'll hit. And that would be, uh, again, four points of damage. Okay. So, um, he, again... It's, oh, it's, actually, it does get a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Is that for, like, half damage or something? That would be no damage. No damage. It's only a cantrip. Okay. i got to look that up here quick and see what they get, which I'm assuming is not a whole lot, but worth checking. Um, the DC on that is 14. Does not. So he takes all four damage from your biting shadows. And um, it is now Bjorn's turn. Or Cull Show's turn, sorry. This was- we're at the top of the round. You came in. At the top of the round or after? I came in at the top of the round. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So she is the top. So I skewer the next one. Or not. That's a 10. 10? Doesn't quite do it. Uh, he he kind of has a little lizardy grin on his face. You think he, he's pretty confident he has your number. <laughs> I scowl at him viciously. <laughs> okay. So um, uh he, it is now Bjorn's turn. All right. I'm going to pull back my bow and see if I can get a good shot on him. That's an 18. That'll do it. Okay. Here you go, guy. Take a little bit of this. That's seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. So he's standing there looking up at Cull Show. Seems to have kind of a cocky grin. And then all of a sudden, a little arrow comes flying out from your bow and strikes him right through the head and sort of you know, pins him up against the back wall. There. Little arrow. Who's saying about a little arrow? Well, it's a big arrow. Of course. So there, uh, he falls down and is kind of blocking the hole at this point. And, uh, you, um, uh, once you roll perception, Me? Thora, just Thora. That would be a 10. Okay, so 
you're standing there by the door and um, taking in the scene. Um, and you're eager to get into the battle. <laughs> and it's your turn. But everything is dead. Uh, yeah, there are still some bodies though lying over there. You can you can hear noise. There's some noise coming from the hole still. I just wait. I, is that all of them? It could be. So you're uh, waiting. Do you have any actions you want triggered? Someone else pops out of the hole. Anything moves? Sure. If anything threatening occurs, I'm I'm ready with another blast. Okay. So. Uh, you're standing there, you're read, readying yourself, looking at the hole, and in behind you come a couple more kobolds, and they came in from someplace else, and first one's going to attack you, and he's going to miss. He's just so excited to be in the fight, and gets a little too overconfident. And the second one rolls the exact same thing. So also a miss. But now two more kobolds came in from the door that uh, you entered this room. Uh, used to enter the room and they're now uh, attacking you. And it is uh, Alaron's turn. I will wheel and call the shadows to bite the one to Thora's right. Okay. Ooh, but that's not so good. Only a nine. Uh, not going to do yep. it. Yep. And uh, doing anything else? Any moves or anything? Uh, nope. I'm gonna stay right where I am. Okay. Call show. So do I see what? Well, I guess do I see more coming up from the hole? Uh, you don't. You don't anymore. Uh, the body is laying on top of it. You could maybe kick it aside if you wanted. Um, but you you definitely notice um, uh, Thora getting attacked. You can. Then I will run up next to Thora and. Put my sword to the one to the south of her. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. <clears throat> and apparently I was overconfident. That's a one, so that's not going to do it. Okay. So we should probably talk about how we're going to handle ones. Um, usually what I like to do is you just you, you just miss your turn. And we say you fumble your sword, uh, something to that effect. Um and uh, takes you a minute to recover, um, but it's just just a miss. Does that work for everybody? Mm. Yep, that's a lot better than a fumble card. Yeah, yeah I, I would say so. So it's not too drastic. Yeah, but a lot better. Keep it. I use a fumble chart, like a fun little chart, like you know. Yeah, and we used to do it that. Takes like a, had, too much time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. So I think for the purposes of this game, just to keep things moving, we'll keep it keep it simple. Um, maybe we can change that later, but, um, for now we'll just say you, uh, just miss your attack and you're just kind of standing there looking a little bit foolish right now. <laughs> um, so it is now, uh, Bjorn's turn. All right. Let's take another arrow. See what we can do with it. That is going to be a uh, 15 or uh, 16. Uh, which one? Are you uh, on the one it? next to her to the north towards the wall. Okay. Within my view. That is a hit. Okay. That's going to be 10 points of damage. Wow. I'm sorry, nine points of damage. Nine. So, uh, shoot another arrow, and man, you just 
you know, on fire all of a sudden and another one pierces us right, you know, through the vital organ and it just kind of looks at you, lets out a little hiss and then, you know, slumps down to the ground right next to Thora. Well done, little man. He's going like gangbusters over here. So um, that brings up uh, Thora. So there's no five foot step. Like if I try and disengage, then they get an attack of opportunity. Unless you use your action as a disengage. That would be your action. Oh, well, no, I don't want to do that. So I will, I will look at this lizard creature and scowl and gesture and, and say bad and try and blast cobalt. Ah, that is an eight. Yeah. Not, not going to do it. So we, Maybe a little startled at the stern tone in your voice, but um, not going to do any damage to him. Um, doing anything else? Nope. Okay. Um, so he's going to, you know, he doesn't take that too kindly. So he's going to take a swipe at you. And that is a 17. That hits me. Okay. And that will be oh, two points of damage. And... I'll just make a note of that. So it is now um, Aleron's turn. So I was reading uh, Sacred Flame, and I don't actually need to roll for that one. It's purely just a deck save yep. on their part. So never be okay. a, if an attack roll, it's never they don't need right. to save. Not one or yep. it's one it's or the other. So correct. Okay, so uh, it's just a saving throw away. fourteen. So. Um, I'm going to move a five foot steps, five foot step closer to Cool Show. And then call the shadows on the one to Thor's right again. So, that, that one? one's that uh, one's actually. Oh, that one's dead. dead. Okay. Yeah. So, the yeah, the one to the south then. It's in Dragon Hill. Okay. And uh, gosh, I missed that. So, it takes whatever Sweet. you can. Okay. Seven points of damage. Not too bad. Um, so, again, reeling doesn't like these little shadows nipping at them. Doesn't hasn't seen anything quite like this before, and it's an obvious pain. Um, uh, very hurt at this point. Um, so, call show. I will finish him off. Where that'll be a twenty to hit. Wow, and eight damage. And that will do it. So just impale him. Impale him. So you come up and you just kind of skewer him with your sword, bring it down and goes through most of his vital organs from his shoulder on down and, you know, comes out of uh, somewhere in his lower abdomen. It's very gratifying. Oh, yeah. Real good now. Good shot there. Yeah. Then good I'll use my job. boot to kind of kick pry the sword. Yeah, kick him off. And nice. Wipe the sword off on his body. Okay. So he's... Big, big puddle of, you know, cobalt blood at this point. Um, and you don't hear anything else. So it looks like you defeated the kobolds that were infesting this uh, corner of this uh, dwarven made chamber. I was hoping there'd be more of these things. We could do this all day. Yeah. You guys uh, cleaned, cleaned house pretty quickly Say, there. Say, Bjorn, you look like you could fit in that hole over there. You want to go inspect their warrants for us? <laughs> I don't know if this excited. sounds like a challenge or a threat. I don't hear anything else down there. Mm. 
It sounds like a call for adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Says a person who doesn't fit down there, you know. Who knows what ill-gotten well, I'm going to go collect have. a couple of my arrows that, uh, that were a nice true hit. Okay. Um, going to loot any of these bodies or? Oh, yes. them is besides yeah, I'll, little... I'm going to pick up the cobalt next to me, to the right of me, and just start, like, look, is there anything there? Is there anything interesting? What's... Yeah, they they don't have a lot on them, um, but uh, you manage to uh, between the ones that are in this room, you manage to pick up roughly two gold pieces worth of, you know, mostly you know copper and silver. I tell you what, I'll go down the hole if you just tie a rope to me, and I'll tell you if I I see anything. I'll tie a rope to you. Okay, hold on, no. If, I, if you hear me say anything or hear anything in your head pull yank me out i should say that the the hole only drops down about four feet yeah it's not like the drop i'm worried about yeah you just want it's it's like it's further down in the <laughs> hole you know okay i'm gonna i have to have a torch because i can't see outside of that so okay so you grab, grab an extra torch. torch well i had a torch there i don't know if i laid it down during battle or not but okay we'll say you uh sat it down it's it's still going okay. um you can pick it up and sure. head down the hole. All right, I'll do it. Okay. So you go down the hole and it appears to be, you know, just a, a small chamber, obviously very crudely dug out. Maybe it was part of a natural uh, formation uh, once upon a time. Cobalt's uh, got into it. Uh, you know, maybe they realized that they were pretty close to this, you know, sweet dwarven made, you know, uh, structure. And so they tunneled into it. Um, but it, you get down there and there's, there's like a little pool at the bottom. looks like they've been drinking out of it, maybe going to the bathroom in it, you know, bad practice in general, but they're kobolds. Um, so, you know, this looks to be where kind of their, their nest was. And I will say that if you rummage around in there, you'll find, you know, three goals more with the, you know, shiny things. Um, and you can see that the cavern sort of takes a, you know, veers to the right, um, about 20 feet in or 10 feet in. Okay. I'll go ahead and put my torch in front of me and okay. I'm going to have my hand, my other hand on my rapier. Um, so you can see back. there's, there's like an incline, um, some crudely carved kind of handholds on this incline just so you don't slip and, you know, break your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go up that incline and uh, you get to the top and you see that the chamber widens out a little bit more and you can see that there's another hole that looks like it was knocked out into another space. Hmm. How far, far am I away from How much rope do I have? You are, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, about 30 feet in at this point. Okay. I'll go into the opening. Okay. So you larger. scramble through this opening, and it's a fairly large opening. It's not like the hole on the other mm-hmm. end. Um, so you can easily walk out, and you think you've been you Is know, this big enough show. for others? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they could. The, the first hole getting down there might be, you know, Cold show, especially to right. have to. I'll um, kind of get close enough to kind of send him a. I just let him know, whisper in his Come head. Come on in. Yeah, it's a little tight at first, but 
There's some caverns down here. Okay. So you uh, send that message back, call show. What are you going to do with that information? The little man says there's some caverns farther in. I don't know if we want to go exploring that or we have a bonfire to attend to. Well, and I thought we were going to follow the footsteps, the, the muddy feet. Let's put a bookmark in this and remember it's here. And perhaps on the way out when we're uh, laden with loot and feelings of victory, maybe we can take a look (laughs) at those caverns. Lurchwood's head in your pack, right? Okay. So I don't hear anything. I Uh, can't feed back, obviously. I can't. So I yank on the rope. All right. All right. (laughs) He pulls me down. (laughs) I'll come back and poke myself up over the Okay. Okay. So you pull them back up out of the hole. This looks like their home down there. They like to, you know bathroom where they eat. I don't know about that. Yeah. Bad idea. It's unlikely they have much value, but perhaps we'll examine it later. Okay. And you you did manage to pick up three gold mm-hmm. worth uh, of stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to share mm-hmm. that information, but I won't for now. Okay. That was like three, three gold of work for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys are headed out of this room back into the main chamber back to the bonfire we'll go check out the bonfire door the big okay. hole in the, in the door okay um, you move back there uh, and you see when you get close to the steps that the doors are wide open uh, the fire's kind of gone out uh, the one edge is is definitely glowing you know a little bit of work and it would start right back up but the doors are open um, so you assume that these goblins or goblins, kobolds that uh, came up behind Thora um, came from that oh, room. How'd they hear us? All right. So you can now enter if you wish or if you dare. I will stride through. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts of spiky traps or. Although nope. we, I checked for traps, you remember? Distant. I checked for traps. Yeah, you, you did on this. And door. then we burnt it down. Yeah. I did not burn it down. Then the door is wide open. So um, you get inside and you see big piles of, uh, you know, rotted wood. Uh, looks to be, you know, maybe it was a mess hall. A lot of tables and kind of bits have been hacked off of them and pried apart and they're just kind of piled and, uh, uh, you know, on the left and to the right, um, two large piles of, um, just, you know, rotting, moldering sort of wood, a uh, few bits of other things there, but nothing obviously of value. Um, there are a couple of statues to the left and to the right, um, you know, and they're large and they look like statues of dwarves. Um, and Aleron would probably feel like these might be statues of dwarven heroes or gods. Uh, and, uh, you know, if he wants to share that information, he can. Nah. But dwarves of some kind look very heroic. Is there anything else around? Can we take a look around? Is there, there's usually the, like the wood. That's about it. Is there... Yeah, that's about it. I mean, you could go left or right. Um, the, uh, the muddy footprints. The footprints continue straight on to another set of stairs. Um, but left or right, uh, there's there's more room. There's kind of like an arched, um, like a marble looking sort of arched 
uh, uh, portico or whatever you'd want to call it that uh, there appears to be another room beyond on on either side. Can we tell what direction the kobolds came from? Um, not right now. You can't. Well, actually, you might you might see a little disturbance on your left. Like some of the dust and grime has been kicked up. We should probably take a quick check to make sure there's no more that'll sneak up on us. Okay. Yeah, so... Off to the left? Head off to the left, take a look. See what's... So you can walk past these statues through the portico, um, kind of the archway there, and uh, you're in another room. And what you notice right away is there's uh, kind of a hearth in one corner. This looks like maybe where they, you know, you could have a kitchen, uh, bake bread and, you know, make make food, prepare food for uh, quite a number of people. And then to the left, there's a, you know, uh, a hole in the wall. And, uh, you know, Bjorn probably would dawn on him that this is the exit that he saw oh, yeah. so basically this just kind of brought me to this room. loops around and you know from the upper chamber to the lower chamber um through this cobalt little nest and cavern down there you can see you know some detritus and you know rocks and you know some stains and stuff of things being drug into there um into the little hole in the wall but uh essentially you feel pretty confident that you cleared out that cobalt nest well that settles that then yep let's let's go check out the right just so we know what's at the other side before we keep going on okay so you head off over to the right and you see uh, another hearth in the corner um so you you gather that this you know between the tables and everything else that this was kind of like the the common area, the eating, the mess hall for some kind of force um, that inhabited this this space. And, um, you know, the, obviously nothing's been used for a long period of time, but that's what's there. And then the stairway in the center where the f- muddy footprints go. All right, let's go check out the stairway. Okay. So... You go up the stairs and they wrap around and continue to wrap around and you feel like you've, you know, gone up like a thousand stairs at this point. It's just ridiculous. Your calves are really burning. You know, this is going to be an incredible workout. But I'm very uh, tempted to just jump on the big guy's back. And he wouldn't even notice, you know. <laughs> wouldn't even know that he's carrying no. another. He's you pretty know. athletic. Yeah. Yeah, you probably probably wouldn't phase because for bit. like a thousand stairs for you guys, it's like two thousand stairs for me. Okay, so you uh, eventually get to another uh, uh, another kind of stone archway um, that you know uh, at a top of a landing. So as the stairway curls around and around and around, going up, 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 uh, you eventually drop off in another landing, and there's a big stone archway and. If you examine it at all, uh, it appears there's some kind of like um, uh, mechanism at the top, like some uh, uh, logs 
that are holding back uh, quite a bit of stone. Um, and you could investigate and maybe figure out what that's for. But not right now, because that's where we're going to end it. No! Sorry. So uh, you are in the middle of this dwarven-made fortress that's in this mountain that people uh, haven't really used or known about for quite some time. So we'll get to explore a little bit more next time. Thanks, everybody. All right. right. Until next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our game. Look for us again next week or check us out online at DungeonPatrol.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram.